stuff. And then you have people that buy things for other reasons. However, um, tonight we're going to talk about your buying power and how to be a smart buyer. Uh, we all are investors, period. Whether you know it or not, if you're investing to what you want, or you're investing to what somebody else wants. And I'm hoping that um, by the end of this course and other courses that I decide to teach or guide you with and give you what I think is dependable information, um, I hope that you become a knowledgeable investor, invest in areas that will benefit you and your family as a whole. So uh, for those who don't know, I'm LaTerrence Williams. Um, We're going to talk about being a knowledgeable consumer. This is wrapping it up with our financial security course. And uh, from there, we're going to go forward to probably go set and since the summer is upon us. And um, I know a lot of us want to get a beach body at the late minute. So we'll do the goals and, and then we'll go into nutrition. Uh, unless something change, I may do nutrition then goal setting. But I believe at the end of the day, uh, goal setting is very important to teach regardless of whichever subject I teach. Because if you don't set goals, you don't know where you're going. And we want you all to go in a, a positive direction. And that direction being one that um, will give you the success, give you the results that you really want, and define you as an individual that you really want to be defined as. So um, with none that's been said, let's go to the next slide. Uh, the agenda for tonight will be understand um, buying money, what that mean, you know, understand buying money uh, when times get hard and you fall behind. Um, help is available to keep you up to date. All right. So we may not cover all those subjects. I usually put the agenda with everything that I hope to accomplish over the next couple of weeks or today or what have you. And then from there, we go forward and do great things and uh, figure out where it's going to stop at. So I don't know where I'm going to stop at tonight. I'm going to stop somewhere, but I don't know where. All right. But um, we'll get there when we get there. All right, next we're talking about understanding buying money, right? Um, a lot of folks don't understand that you buy money, all right? If you're using credit cards, you are in a legal contract with that company to pay them back. You just literally bought money to get money. And the money you get now, um, if you're not wise and don't use it wise or don't use it for something that's going to make you more money, and you're just out there buying toys, buying cars, buying clothes, buying purses, buying stuff that's not going to make you money uh, or more money than you made before. Because I know I got some smart people out there that saying, um, hey, I buy I buy Jordans and um, yeah, I wear them twice, but I can still sell them. But you, you know, nine times 10, you don't sell them for more than you bought them for. You can sell them at discount and still sell them. Um, you got some women out there that buy purses. And after they buy their purses, guess what? They still sell them and they can make money back, but they're not going to make as much money or more money that they made that they bought it unless they just <laughs> ripping somebody off. All right. Um, when you buy money, you also have penalties when you don't pay back. If you don't pay back, they can affect several areas of your life, your credit, you know, your your job, your um, you, you get extra um, interest on money. Right. And then you got rewards. Right. So you get rewards for buying money. Um, I love using my credit card for my businesses because it served for two purposes. One purpose would be for um, budgeting, right? It's my itemized list of whatever I bought for my business for the month of May, for the month of April, the month of February, right? So when you have it like that where it's got lined out, 
what month you bought what and all you bought, you can go back and itemize that and see like, okay, I'm spending too much money in this area. I'm spending too much money in that area. Or, you know what, I'm not getting a bang for my buck on this if you're not tracking any other way. That is one way of tracking it. And then you get rewards like flights and um, benefits from uh, using that credit card. You get other benefits, you know, car rental. Uh, when you rent a car, you got to use a credit card and you get points for doing that. Buying groceries, you get more points. And you can use those points later on, trade them in as cash or you can buy stuff at a di super discount, super discount. So just be smart as you do this. Um, next, we want to talk about uh, cash versus credit, right? Cash versus credit. So whenever you use money, simple payments, all we're talking about is I, uh, I just left the barbershop, right, for my son. When I went to the barbershop, I paid him cash, how much money he asked for for that cut, mm -hmm. plus a tip, done. Transaction complete, walk away, mm -hmm. we're happy. Credit cards is a little different, right? If you have a credit card with a zero balance, Zero balance. You go buy that haircut for $50, right? You got a $50 haircut with that credit card. Um, it's going to charge the barber a percentage just for using the credit card. So they're not going to make the whole $50. And then after that, if you don't pay that back within the 28 days, the 40, the 35 days, the 40 days, whatever the time frame that you don't pay it back, then the next month it adds the new balance with that. And then you get interest on that, on the whole balance. So you have more to worry about after that transaction. That's bottom line. You promise to pay in the future is what I put on here. You have to pay them back in the future and not right then and the transaction over with. It's going to be over your, a cloud over your head until you pay it back. And that cloud can get bigger and bigger, right? And you may can chunk it off and break it down, or you can pay it off and make it go away. All right, so pre-approved application. So we get so many emails, so many mail, um, literal hard mail, right? We got all this different mail telling you, hey, you pre-approved for this. You already approved. You, yes, we're going to give this to you. <laughs> but you sign here, sign here, sign here. And it's a lot of fine print that we're not reading. And the fine prints are the rules of the credit card. That's the binding commitment that you're making with that credit card. That's the person you're telling that, hey, company, big bank, small bank, little bank, medium bank, whatever. I promise to pay these things back. And if you, I don't pay these things back, then you can do all these things to me. Right? You can do all these things to me. And not to mention that you can hurt my credit. Not to mention you're going to late payments and mess, uh, put that on my, my, my credit and mess my credit up. And also, you're going to give me compound interest. Right on the balance, you'll keep on giving me more money on the balance. Even though I, you put money on the balance, you're gonna add another amount of money on the balance the next month, and the next month, and the next month. So that's the power of compound interest, right? And uh, I like to say about like Darren Hardy say, compound effect. Do small great things over and over again, and it's gonna end up being a big great thing over time, right? If you smile every day. Every day in somebody's face. This is a little bit off subject, but the same thing. If you smile, this is how small this is. If you smile at someone every day at work, somebody different, think about how many people you done smiled over 365 days if you worked to 365 days. Or if you didn't work all them days still, look at the effect you had on people if you smile at a different person every day. 
If every time you go in a, a store and you see a person, you smile, you made a product different than that person. Like the smiles, smiles are contagious, right? So when you spend your money, think the same way, right? Make good investments with your monies, right? Make your money, make you smile, and make the other person smile. That hey, that you're you're working with them on something, and at the same time, y'all both smiling because you invest into them, and and because you're investing into them, you got more investment back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kind of like private money lending, right? Right? You give your money to someone. Um, you have money in the bank. The money's sitting there. They got a pretty bow on it, and they put a locket. They put your money in a lockbox, and they say, that's your money. We're not going to spend it. It's only for you. And because you gave us your money, you trust us, I'm going to give you 0.0001% interest on your money, 0.003% interest on your money. It all equals 1%. The one, you know what I'm saying? It all equals nothing, man. You, don't get, you get a fraction of a 1%. How about that? I don't care if they give you 0.3%, 0.03%, 0.9%. It's, you didn't make 1% on your money. I'm, guys, I'm, I'm telling you, fee up. They don't do that. They put all your money in the same vote, and they lend all your money out to everybody else. They lend the same people they denying a mortgage, denying a credit card, denying um, rights for the good life or the opportunity for the good life. They're lending your money to the companies, the big companies, and they're making more money off your money. That's why they say the rich get rich and the poor get poor. All right? And I ain't talking bad about banks. I'm just telling you at the end of the day, your money is getting used for other people's benefits, but you're not benefiting from your money. So if you want to be a private money lender, now you're benefiting directly from your money. Do you have to vet the person you're lending your money out to? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. And my Jim Rum boys. Of course. All right. So um, do those homework. Do your homework and find out who you can help out. Find out who you can invest in and find out if they're happy with your investment, that they, they, they enjoy it and they keep moving forward. Right? And both of y'all smiling. You made money, they made money. The most important thing is y'all both making money. You're not giving your money to someone that don't care about you and they don't make money, right? While I'm right here, I'm going to go ahead and say this. You know, I don't want to just beat up banks. You got insurance companies out there. That's the biggest ripoff in the world, guys. I understand you got to have insurance. I'm not telling you not to have insurance not one time because guess what? They made it legal. They had lobbyists, lobbyists, lobbyists. I don't know how to say the word. Uh, lobbyists. <laughs> I can't. I'm still trying to say it. They had folks to go lobby for them. All right, lobby for them at the White House, and they made it where it's made it mandatory. You have to have insurance on your cars, insurance on your house, insurance if you got a note, if you got a mortgage or you got a car note, you got to have insurance. Right? All this stuff is mandatory and regulated. But when something bad happened, look how they pay. They may some now some pay up front a lot. Some you pay up front. You got to prove that you white got the money. And then some pay a portion of the money, and they make you pay your own resources. And if you don't have resources, then they say they can't pay you no more because you didn't get that done, which they know they didn't give you enough to get it done. And now you got to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to extra your money back that you was promised. They didn't pay back. That's why Louisiana right now is going through a suit. They're suing them. They're suing the insurance companies. And the city is, the state is suing the insurance company because they done wronged so many people with all these hurricanes and tornadoes and all the other natural disasters, right? And it's sad because, you know, the business, the people that sell you the life insurance, 
that actually in your face is not the people that make the decision at the top. You know, they're not making a decision at the top. They only enforcing what somebody else them do. I don't care if they build and they still uh, a franchise of the big business and the big business decides what goes on. So uh, a little bit off subject, but same thing, right? About you being an investor and you sign contracts and you're, you're, you're entering agreements that you don't understand the consequences for, right? So uh, a little bit off subject, but I think it's still on subject. Just try and find a relationship between what I'm saying. Next thing we're going to talk about with credit cards. You know, you get rewards, guys. You get rewards, right? You get warranty coverage. Some, if you read your back of your credit card or call your credit card company, ask what all benefits you get. Sometimes you don't need to go, go get um, insurance from Best Buy, insurance from um, car insurance when you rent a car on your windshield and all that stuff. You know, all that stuff sometimes is already covered. Your cell phone got an insurance policy on most of them through your, uh, through your credit card. Yeah, check with them. Find out for yourself. I, I can't tell you everybody's situation, and they don't go, go for everybody. Nothing goes for everybody, but you need to check your own balance, right? Um, I love to use my points to fly with. I love to build my points up all year long, and when I fly back and forth to different places with my son, I'm almost practically flying for free, all right? Because if I spend my cash, I get no reward for spending cash. If I spend a check, I get no reward for spending check. But if I buy the same stuff that I'm going to spend my check or my cash with, with a credit card, I get a points building up. I'm getting something building up, right? Uh, fortunately, I usually pay my credit card in, in, off in full every month, right? Fortunately, I usually do that. My business credit card, I don't mind that because it's all right off anyway. It's a deduction, right? So I don't be tripping off that too much. You know, my in some kind of way, I'm going to get some kind of credit for that interest that I'm getting charged on that card. Or I'm, I'm not making that much money, so it's going to be counted off anyway in a deduction. So I'm not worried about that as much. And plus, I'm leveraging those credit cards, right? I'm building up business debt and business credit and building business stuff, right? Um, some of it in my name and some of it not. But if you got a business credit card, that, that's a whole entity of its own, right? If you got it you're set up right with Dunn and Bradstreet and all that other stuff. So just throwing it out there that you get some rewards by knowing that. You get some extra coverage and warranties. And then you got security on your cash. Everybody, I, I, I never will understand debit cards, and I'm not trying to understand them, and I don't want to be educated on debit cards. Uh, but people use their debit cards, and people take their cash right out their bank, directly out their bank, directly out their bank. And they got to go back and forth with people for their money. They got to call back and forth, prove that they wasn't ever spending about a lot. Your cash gone. On a credit card, it's credit. You got you don't have to worry about your money just being gone, right? It, it's a credit. It's it got 45 days to try and resolve the issue. And the bank and the, the credit card or whomever you get the company with have to go back and forth. You just got to prove that. I'm not this person. I was here. I didn't buy it. This is why. Done. They'll give you the, they, they'll give you a credit back, and then all of a sudden later on when it's, they find that you did tell a fib or it is your charge, they'll recharge you. That's it. No, none, but your cash still in the bank. Uh, credit cards that report to the agency, if you pay on time, then that's a reward. You looking good, boosting you up. Somebody's tracking your, your 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 inventory, right? And then you have also as well, you got automatic payments. 
You can set up your your electric bill, your gas, your utility bill, your gas bill, your water bill, your your cell phone payments, all the bills that you know they're gonna automatic. You can do it automatically, like on Kobe Sperber say, automatically. <laughs> I love him. All right, so that's the one things that you, those are some things that you can do, and then it's a budget analysis and spending. Now they're doing so much that you can actually. Like I told you, I use this itemized list for what I bought in the month of April, the month of May, the month of um, June, July, right? I, I use this itemized list to see where my spending going. I also can go back and cut back and know what I have to do. I don't have to keep all this stuff on Excel and all this other stuff when I got on a credit card. If you download in CVS, CVR, CVS, whatever it is, or you download in Excel, you can export it into other stuff and, and merge everything up and make you a, a database. So it's just so many other rewards that cover credit card if you use them responsibly, if you're buying money responsibly, right? And you get credits. So what can a lender do to you? All right, what can a lender do to you, right? If a lender and you're not paying, these are some things that they can do to you. Right. If your mortgage payment fall behind, they can do a foreclosure. Right. They can foreclose on your house, take your house back from you, sell it to somebody else and make money. Right. And charge you all the fees and put um, all kinds of stuff on your credit report and, and, and destroy you for quite a while. Another thing that lender could do for you, if you borrowed a car from somebody and you drive and you got a car note and you ain't paying it, they can repossess it. Care where you at. Come to your yard. Pay somebody to take it out your yard or take it out of somebody's yard or wherever you got to hear that. Put it on the back of the truck and pull it off. That's theirs. They want their stuff back. It's legal. You ain't paying, give it up. Uh, if you got a rent to own or you got, you got a lease option and all that stuff, they can also do the same thing where you, um, some people go to um, rent to own to buy their, their washer, their dryers, um, vacuum cleaners, I mean, furniture and all kinds of stuff. Lease to own, rent to own, whatever you want to call it. They can come back and repossess it. You don't pay it. So read your contract thoroughly and make sure you understand what are the do's and don'ts of the lender that gave you that money, right? That's all, just a reminder. Now, a quick summary of behind on payments. If you're behind on payments, you're going to pay late charges, over limit charges. If you keep on spending on that credit card, and ain't got no block on there to stop it. <laughs> you over limit charge. Um, that you got uh, account cancellation where they cancel your whole account. And then, you know, if you go get more credit cards, I think um, Chase Bank is good at that. If you get too many credit cards and they do a soft pool on you or a check anytime, then that just lower your limit, right? Um, if you got credit cards with like Home Depot and Office of Depot and, um, Lows and stuff. If you're not spending your money and they find that you're not spending the money, they'll drop it from twelve thousand to four thousand or two thousand or whatever. Um, so you know you need to make sure that the the credit cards you do have, while I'm saying that, is reporting accurately to the agencies, to the collection they, I mean, to the um, credit bureaus and everything, and make sure the credit bureaus are are getting the information correctly out. So if you have any issues, you need to you know fix it. Um, you also have um, repossession and foreclosure and lawsuits. Um, if, if the bank repossess stuff from you, they foreclose in your house, they're going to come out to you with a lawsuit to pay for all the penalties. Um, if you not paying rent, you know, you got to get out, you're going to get evicted and all the fees and legal fees are on you, the tenant most of the time. Now, whether the landlord decides to pursue that or not, that's on them. But if they do, then you're hold accountable, right? You're held accountable. So I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do all these slides tonight. I'm just going to do a few of my voices shot. So let's talk about a couple more things, right? Uh, let's talk about when life happens. 
when disruptions happen in your income, when you should go ahead and call. Uh, I lose my job all of a sudden, right? If I lose my job, I know that I can't pay my bills on time. I need to go ahead and be proactive and let the people that I borrow money from, the utility companies where I'm using their service from, the car dealership that I bought my car from, I need to let these folks know what's going on. I'm in a little bit of a bind. I need y'all to work out with me. You know, don't what what Mike Butler say. Don't go pay ostrich. All right, don't pay ostrich. You know, you gonna stick your head in the uh, sand and your butt up in the air like nobody can see you. All right, you you still be seen. All right, I, I, I can stick. I, I dang, I can't talk tonight. Uh, can still be seen. Uh, well, I can't call and get a knife. Really, be honest. Um, call <laughs> lender and explain what's going on. Uh, it's less expensive for you to skip some payments. And work a deal out where they stop your payments, keep that going, make that that settle or whatever. Work out, work out, out. Communicate, have a conversation. Don't go at them thinking they owe you anything. They don't. You already signed a contract. Just have a nice, positive conversation and thank the person for their time and set up some kind of payment plan if possible. If they say they can't do it, then call another bank or call another person, right? Or find a way to consolidate. Uh, easier to work with uh, them. Before it gets to collection agencies, they repossess or a lawsuit. So it's just so much easier to, 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 to work with others when you do those things. So when you contact the lender and when you talk to bar, uh, the person that's getting you the money, right? Um, yeah, I already said that it's easier to contact them and let them know you're showing good faith. Um, sh- um, demonstrate you are paying attention. And if you wait, for the lender to contact you, then they may not be as flexible. They may be more strict and they may be more hard or they like they're coming after you for their money. Imagine you let somebody borrow some money from you. Uh, you want that person to call you and tell you their sad story or you want to wait for them to pay, play ostrich? Ostrich. Ah, I said it. And then now you got to go find them. And then now you got to mad because now I had to stop. I had to stop doing all this other stuff and they had to run to you and find you, right? Uh, so just think about it. Contact them. Contact your lender and go through those steps. Let them know it's better, y'all. You have a, a better chance. Uh, this reminds my dad when I was growing up. He always told me, hey, I pay you. I feed you. I clothe you. I got a roof over your head. Why do a teacher tell me something before you tell me? <laughs> Why well, I got to hear from the outside? You need to come on and tell me what happened at school before the outside source called and let me know. The only way you can buy a teacher should uh, beat me to the call if they call him at school. And we didn't have all those cell phones. We had pages back in the days, right? So that's the only reason. So same thing, guys, with this money. If you borrow money from somebody, go find them. Let them know what's going on. And be careful who you borrow money from. I, I want you to bring all your limbs back, your legs, and your arms, your hands, and fingers. So you borrow money from the wrong person. Mm, and you go tell them, I don't know. You know, I, I ain't talking about no illegal, illegal stuff. <laughs> All right, so what happens if your account is with collection agency, right? Um, I, I guess this will be my last slide. I don't want to go on and on and on. Um, I'm just giving out the information so you can have ideas, and then next week I'll finish this whole presentation up and we'll go to the next presentation. So um, they cannot harass you at work. They cannot harass you at work. They cannot inf- interfere you with your job. So you need to contact, if they contact you at work, interfere with your income, then you need to write a letter expressing to them that you're pursuing me illegally according to this act, right? You can't do anything to affect my job and my employment because then I can't pay you. 
If you cause me to get fired, now I can sue you. If you call me to fire, now I can sue you. So uh, understand that uh, if the agents call you a job or people calling you, harassing you at work, just politely let them know that I would appreciate if you stop calling me at work. You are interfering with my place of employment. You are interfering with my job. You are interfering with me and my source of income. And once you tell them that, you can go ahead and uh, push the issue if you see fit. Push the issue if you see fit, right? And press a little harder. They can't get mad about it. I guess I lied. I'll do one more slide, one more slide, then we'll talk about some other stuff. Um, it's better to work out a play, payment plan with the agency on your own, on your own time, after work. Don't let them call you and call you and just ignore them. Go ahead, get on the phone with them and talk to them. Now, if you five, six years behind that, I don't think you don't need to talk to them because that's a different story. But if it's immediately, yeah, you need to go and talk to them and have a conversation. Um, the next thing you want to do is uh, this will keep you from being in legal uh, actions against you, right? If you can work a payment plan, you ain't got to worry about being sued. That's bottom line. That's all we're saying, right? So um, appreciate tonight. I mean, I don't want to be on here all night tonight. I'm going to go back to just the main screen, and um, I'll finish it up next week. Um, this is about being a knowledgeable consumer. We're just trying to help you to understand what it is that you can do different to make sure that you take care of your family, you take care of your loved ones, and that you know how to be a better investor. Uh, we all are investors. We all are investors. Either you're investing with um, – oh, I see that. Either you're investing um, into somebody – or you investing with somebody, but we all are investors. Or you investing for yourself, right? So when you go buy something from a store, you just invest into that store. Now, whether you get return on that is a different story. I hope that you can find a way to start getting returns on your investments. And the quicker you do that. I listened to Darren Hardy this week, and he said something very powerful. And I'm going to add that to my um, budget plan. You know, right now I tell y'all 10%. Um, you save for, you know, charity, you know, charity, 10% you save for yourself, right? Um, you save up to, and with that save for yourself for hard times or what have you, then you want to save, you know, maybe like for 5% go for vacation and 5% go for hard times. Then you want to save up to three months of your salary. It's a whole different saving. Just three months of your salary, whatever you get paid now. If you go living off that and you living comfortably, you want to pay save up three months of that, so that if you lose your job, you can at least have a month to wait to to cry, a month to go find a job, and a month while they, while you found the job, you your money should be kicking in sooner or later, right? And if you want people to just say I, I get over and just go forward, then go over, get over and go forward. All right, get over and go forward. Then you have a uh, what else you have? You also have um, the 10% for investment, saving investments. So I don't believe in just saving money and putting in the bank, right? I believe in saving money inside a, a cash cow, uh, a cash vehicle. Um, every house I bought is an IRA, individual retirement account. And why is that individual retirement account? Because when, as I pay the, bought, for the, bought the house at a good discount, I buy the house at a decent price. I get a tenant in there, and they're paying the mortgage now. They're paying the insurance, and they're paying the taxes, and they should be paying a little bit more for maintenance, and they need to be paying for the the property manager, and then a little bit more for you to have a cash flow. All right? You should be making a little money off of it. Now, I ain't saying every house you should make money off of. 
I am not saying that. Now, you shouldn't cash flow off every house. Uh, it depends on your strategy, your long-term strategy or your short-term. I do not cash flow off every house. I just do not. However, however, comma, I am building an equity, which is amortization, which is my retirement account. And that's what I'm trying to tell folks. You need a retirement account. Right right now, you have money in 401ks. You have money in all these different um, jobs or in, uh, uh, businesses, and, and you're losing money right now. You're losing money right now. And because you're losing money, um, you don't know what to do. But you can do some things. You can, go, you can call your company up and let them know that, hey, who or who's in charge of my 401k? Well, then I would like y'all to, you know, stop investing my 401k until I y'all run it by me what you're doing with my 401k. That's fine. I, I, I that's fine. I took a loss. I already took a loss. I took a ten thousand, a five thousand, a twenty thousand, a fifty thousand loss already. So what difference does it make if I keep losing? But what difference does it make if I stop the losing and stop the bleeding? How many of y'all want me to cut you on your arm and it just start bleeding? And you like, hey, you cut me, brother, and it's just over there bleeding. Who, who who wants to do that? Who want to be cut and just start bleeding, right? You don't want to do that. So if you don't want to do that, then don't do it. Don't do it, right? Uh, don't keep bleeding out. <laughs> Stop. Apply pressure. Put some kind of bandage on it. Stop it, right? And now let's figure out how to make it heal. Let's heal. And let's figure out how to heal. You have laws out there that keep you from investing your money into your family business, your business, or anybody in your bloodline, right? You, uh, I forgot the word of a linear. I don't forget the words. So I don't know. But it ain't my job to know everything. It's my job to be able to explain to y'all this clear thought. Your IRA can be investing to other people, all right, in other business and other ventures. But it cannot be somebody in your bloodline, not your uncles, your cousins, your kids, your grandparents. Um, your your wife, kids, your husband, kids, your significant others. You can't do that, right? So there's extended family as well. So your descendants of you, some kind of rule, descendant rule and something else. Anyway, Lanier rule, I don't know, uh, whatever. But at the bottom line is you can't do that. So if you got somebody like me, a savvy investor, that have properties all the time and find deals all the time because I have an entourage of people that I work with to help facilitate deals, then sometimes we need private money to, you know, acquire the deal and work on the deal. And then we can give you a return on the money instead of your money just sitting there losing money in the bank or your money's in the bank, in your, I'm sorry, in your retirement account or your money's in the bank and it's just sitting there making a, a 1% return, 2%, uh, less than 2%, less than 1%, I'm sorry. Now you can make at least um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 you know, whatever you negotiate, whatever you negotiate with the person, people are actually doing this. Now, can a person come out and say, hey, I need to borrow your money for to do this with? No, you can't do that. You got to have a deal first. You got laws out there to regulate this stuff, and you got to be able to point them in the right direction. But the first thing you need to do is call your people at your your that's holding your retirement account, your 401k, your 4B plan, full Rios, I don't know, all the alphabets and numbers and everything else. Call the people that got your retirement plan and see how much money you have in your retirement plan. See how much you had at the beginning of the year and how much you have now and how much you lost. Now, you can keep on letting it bleed out. I'm not telling you to stop it. You can um, pause it and let and stop the bleeding. Um, and you can um, also figure out a way to make it make money. 
right? And I just gave you two rules. You cannot, you cannot own your your money you borrowed from it. Cannot own anything inside of your your immediate family, right? Or your descendants, your grandkids, and your uncles, your aunties, and your your grandmas and your in laws, right? It's got to be all somebody totally different that's running that business with that 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 money, and. You can pay it back off, and your 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 IRA gonna grow, right? It's gonna grow back, and then you can keep on doing it over and over again, unlimited, unlimited. I mean, I know people doing this. Um, you know, I think uh, people with TSP in the military and um, civilians at DOD, you got TSP. I think it's a one percent uh, interest on that, a two percent interest. I mean, it's unbelievable. You can lend that money out, buy stuff with as a loan, pay it off quickly. Right. And whatever money, as long as the money go 100 percent back in and grows, you you ain't good shape. You ain't good shape. That's other people's money. Again, you ain't doing that. We ain't your money. You, if you pass it down tomorrow, nine times 10, they gonna find every which way not to pay that out to everybody or pay it out to anybody. They gonna find some beneficiaries that are the oldest one. They can put it on them. I don't know. I'm just talking now. So be savvy, guys. Uh, be knowledgeable. Understand that you are an investor. I don't care what you're doing. You're an investor. If you're buying shoes, you're buying clothes, you, you're paying a, a gas, a water, electric, utility bill, you are investing. You're investing in all that stuff. You just Maybe what return you're getting. Maybe you're just getting the, the, the usage, the usage, right? And hopefully you, with that usage, you're making it multiply in assets. So that's all I have for y'all tonight. I hope that you found this information um, well and great. I'm sorry for... You know, fumbling over the words that I've been fumbling over. Um, my voice is shot. And um, I want to make an announcement. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I don't know. Sinuses and everything. But I want to make a quick announcement also. As of now, June 18th, and probably every Saturday for the month of June, I got almost somebody lined up. I got like, like 20 people lined up that want to speak. I mean, literally. People that own their own business and want other folks to know about what they're doing and don't mind helping you to get where you're trying to go. They don't. They want to tell their story about what they're doing now and what they did in the past when they're working their nine to five and they did in addition to to their life. They want to serve their purpose. We all have a purpose on this earth. It's not just to work for other people, guys. It's not just to be comfortable and, and, and content with our lives. God made us with abundance. It's right there in Genesis. Just start reading it. It's abundance. He said, everything on this earth is yours to own, to rule, to name, to do everything with. And we so busy just selling, just going through the motions and being happy with whatever life give us. I'm just tired of it, me personally. I'm at a place in my life where I want to make a difference in as many people's lives as possible. And the difference I believe that, you know, bestowed on me is to get folks to take action in themselves. Uh, look at the vision that God has given you. Take action on that vision. I'm not telling you to invest in real estate. I'm not telling you to come to me. I'm telling you to take action in whatever in your brain that you already thought. That's where I'm at in life. Um, I've done it. I see the reward. Was it good days every day? Nah. 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 Is it still hard days? Yes. 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 Is it worth it? Hell yeah. 
Is it worth it that I'm bending on me, that I'm putting all in on me, I'm trusting me, I'm taking whatever happens because of the decisions I'm making? Hell yeah. Because I have nobody else to blame. Right? I don't care how lazy or how laid back I am. I have no one else to blame. It's still my fault. If I don't bring value, I don't get results. You go to a job, you don't have to bring any value. You still gonna get a result. You don't get a check. You don't get a salary. You don't get paid because you're there. It's legal, right? But if you own your own business, <laughs> you don't get any benefits. You don't get anything if you don't do anything. And if you don't bring off uh, value to anyone, you're not valuable, right? And, and that's a hard pill for some people to swallow to see that they're not valuable. That's why you're content with going to a job and being great at just what the job is offering, in my opinion. I don't know why you're content. Um, I'm not mad about a job. I'm not telling you that a job is wrong. I just believe that, um, you know, the parable about the guys in the uh, Bible, the three men in the Bible, um, God gave them, you know, talents. You know, I'm going to paraphrase, you know, one got one talent, one got three talents, another one got, you know, five talents, right? Let's do one, three, five, right? Um, and, and I, you, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. I'm not trying to add or take away from the Bible. I'm just paraphrasing with a story. And if you don't do anything with those talents that God gave you, um, I think they said the first talent, the man with one talent, he went and hid it and buried it so that when he come back, he can give it back to God or what have you, or the, you know, the Savior, his deity. Um, I think the guy with three talents, he did double it and made six talents, and he thought he did something. But the man with five talents, he made an abundance of talents. He got a whole bunch of them, right? He got way more than they did because instead of him being – uh, with a scarcity mindset, he had a, a thought pattern on how to make that make more. And then, you know, y'all people say it's unfair that the rich get richer, but the Bible clearly speaks of a story where he told, God told the people that did not do anything with their talents or did not be fruitful, give all your talents to the man that already did everything because the person did everything. So think about that in your life. Are you doing everything you're supposed to do with the talents God gave you? Not talent as money. I'm talking about the talent that you have inside of here, inside of here, right? Are you doing everything God told you to do with that? Because if you do everything God told you to do with that, he's going to take care of you and he's going to provide for you. And he's going to bring the people that's supposed to make you go farther and farther and farther. And I, I so happen to believe that the people that's asking, that's saying they don't mind being on this platform, that I'm trying to give you all for free, for free, June 18th, I said I'm going to do one to four o'clock or five o'clock or whatever, and um, you know, give y'all an hour power hour. I call it power hour, and that's what I'm coming up with. And it's why wait to be great uh, mastermind uh, clinic, virtual clinic. It's a virtual mastermind clinic. I think it's a clinic, and I decided to say clinic because I think I'm healing people. I'm hoping that we're healing people. We're trying to get y'all worked on to to believe in yourself and and take action. You know, you never take action, you know the result. If you take action, you can figure out the rest. If you take action and quit, then hey, that's fine. That's fine. The one guy, he God wasn't mad at the guy. He wasn't mad at the guy that buried the talent. He just said, hey, you didn't do nothing with it. So give it to somebody going to do something with it. The guy that doubled the talent thought he did something. He patted himself on the back. I did good. He did. But it wasn't good enough. So give your talent to somebody else. Last thing before I get off this call. Robert Kiyosaki wrote a great book. Why do... Uh, A students work for C students and B students work for the government. <laughs> Beautiful book. 
I read it so many times. Listen to the audio book so many times. I bought the book because I love it. I, I listen to the audio book to see if I like the book. Then I have to buy the book so I can highlight the book. I'm one of those highlighters. I like to go through and highlight, 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 write notes and everything. Um, but think about that. Think about that. Although a lawyer make a lot of money, the best lawyers make great money, right? A A student lawyer worked for who? <laughs> The C student, right? They work for the, the, the person that don't mind taking risks. And they graded what they do, and the C student loved them, right? And willing to pay them all the money that they asked for because at the end of the day, they got the best representation for you to make their dream happen. You're giving your talent away, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just giving you a reality check, a reality check, right? Um Let's say you got the person that came up with a bank. I mean, came up with a hospital. Yeah. Don't you want to go to a hospital with the best doctors, the best nurses? Whomever came with the the, the hospital probably don't have anything to do with bank, uh, doctor and, and, and nursing. They have an idea and a vision. You give your talents away, which is fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm trying to give you small examples on how people give their talents away to the one that thinks the biggest. <laughs> and I'm not saying you think small. I'm not saying anything. I'm not, this is not a shot at anyone. This is a wake-up call that God gave you some talents and you're holding them in and you being complacent and content with giving your talents to other folks and not putting your talents to action. That's it. That's all I'm saying. You know who I'm speaking to. You know what you feel on the inside right now while I'm talking. I'm asking you to figure out a way to start working at least five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, and you do have the time. That's the biggest excuse we all use. What's the difference between Bill Gates' time and my time? My time and my baby time. My baby time and my grandma time. I don't know. It's all 24 hours in a day. It's what we do with it. It's what we do with our time. And I'm not saying you got to get it bright and early. I got to say stay up late. I choose to do that. I choose to stay up to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning working on my business after hours. Because I trust me that much. I be tired the next day. Yeah. I choose to get up at, you know, early in the morning and try and, and do something with myself. Read by myself. Go in a, a closet, which is like in a dark spot, not in a real closet. And, and just have some meditation time. Because I need that sanity check. I need to be able to be in a quiet place where I can hear that guy just talking to me. Right? Because if you're in a noisy place, you kind of get distracted. So if you go in a quiet place in a dark room... You can hear it so clear. And if you at peace with yourself, because if you if you, you go to a dark place <laughs> in a dark room, in a dark cloud uh, by yourself and still not hear nothing because you got a chaos in your head called CNN, Fox News, and all the other news stations and everything else that's telling you all this negative stuff, real, reality TV. If you got all that mess in your head, you know, you really maybe can't hear God still because you got so much drama up in there, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, that, that hurt. But it's a fact. So 
do what you got to do to get clarity with God, get clarity with yourself, write your vision and make it clear, put it on paper, put it on paper, start taking chunks of it every day and start working on it. Stop making excuses. Stop. 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 <laughs> Stop making excuses. And start taking action. That book took action. I made several excuses. I had the book written a long time ago. Last night I stayed up to 2 o'clock in the morning. Then I got up at 4 this morning writing a book. Yeah. I took off work to get some things done. I didn't take off work to rest. I took off work to do some things done that I want to do for me and my talents. Because work was distracting me from that. Job is the job, guys. I'm going to do my job. But if I'm getting nitpicked about everything, I got to come and deal with all this, this, this nitpicky stuff. You know, you want to nitpick, nitpick, nitpick. Now, I can't do my job because I'm worried about you nitpicking. If I'm doing my job, find a way to encourage me so I can try and do it better. Don't try and find a way to bring me down because I'm focused on what you're saying now and I'm focused on making you happy and I'm not focused on the job no more. I'm focused on you. It's the distraction. So if I take off work, I'm going to still do my job for the real job because I got that stuff in my head that I had laggering, clean that mess off my plate, and I can focus on me and God's vision that's in me and I can do my job for God. No, no shots at a job. I mean, I, I have no problem there. And every leadership style is different. Some people feel like, hey, I got to break you up and break you down to make you better. And some folks feel like if I build you up, maybe you'll meet where I'm building you up. I'm one of those. Hey, let me say positive things to you, and maybe you'll meet that mark because I built you up, not tear you down. And then for you to build yourself up. If you that type of leader, if you beating people up and you make them feel bad and you when they come to your room, they come in with their head up and they go out, you know, they got the head down and they're walking like a little kid. I mean, if you you proud of yourself for doing that, you know, check your lifestyle. Check your check check what happened in the past in your life to make you feel like so appropriate. All right? Make make check your lifestyle, man. I mean, <laughs> woman, whomever, check it. Because there's a reason why you feel like you want to beat up on a person that can't fight back. Because if you're the boss, they can't fight back. They fight back, they fight back with words, and now they're in trouble. So if you decide to beat somebody up, what um this colonel told me one for this colonel said, even boxers go to the corner after they get beat up, and somebody bandage them up, put some Vaseline on them, rinse their mouth out, patch them up, and push them back out. <laughs> even a boxer get beat up. Even a, a mixed martial arts person get beat up. Somebody patch them up, band-aid on them, put some Vaseline on them or some, some kind of lubricant on them so that the punches won't stick too hard and send them back out. So if you're one of those people that beat people up, make sure when they leave out that door, out of your office, out of your space, out of whatever you decide to beat them up, make sure they walk out at least with their head partially up. Don't, don't, don't let them walk out their head down. Right? So... I'm just, I mean, it's real life situation. I'm not telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I went through, right? 
And it's just, it don't work. <laughs> it don't work for everybody. It may work for you and it may work for this person. And if somebody did that to you, shame on them. Don't do it to nobody else. If it didn't work for you and you think that you're a better person because of it, I think you probably got low self-esteem after that. And now you want to make the next person have low self-esteem. But you know what? I, I, I serve an awesome God that um, allowed me to, to fight through those type of situations and, and say, that, you know what? It's not at me. It's for me. It's for me to grow from. Right? So um, I talk about some of that stuff in my book that I'm writing about how I had to grow the hell up. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you, you're not with your mom and your dad, nobody. You don't have no protection. You don't have love. You know, and it, some people, mom and dad ain't no love and protection, right? Some of them, mom and dad, you, you, you probably happy you ain't around them. But, um, you know, for fortunately for me, my mom and dad was that for me uh, for the most part of my life. And, um, you know, I can count on them to, to, to protect me from, you know, ugly things. Um, so coming up here, you know, was different. <laughs> And I'm not talking about just the job. I'm talking about the lifestyle here is totally different. I'm talking about everything's different. The people you meet, totally different level. Uh, and that's why I say the South is so forgiving. But that's just my that's my my truth. Um, that's my heart. That's me telling you that. I'm not talking about anybody in Pacific. I'm not telling nobody that they're bad or they're bad this, bad that, or they need to do this. But I think that other folks need to do some self-checking on their leadership styles. Definitely. I mean, you know, that, that go from the moment I walked in the room, you know, the moment I walked in the door at this location in 2019, I mean, it was like, wow. What make you think? it's okay to talk to people the way you're talking to people and make you do the things you're doing to people. You know, and that's the first thing that came across my mind. And I had to get the program. Like, you know, you're not in the South no more. You're not in the place where people just have a common respect for people or, and they give it out. Now you're in a space where people actually get on the elevator and they get right up under you. <laughs> like, uh, I'm talking about stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, uh, you know, give me, I don't, I mean, I like people, but, uh, but guess what? Over time, I figured out because people live in row houses and townhouses and they live in these close, close networks, you know, you, you park on top of each other, you know, they used to close proximity. Where in the South, we got space, we got land, we got fences, we got in the neighborhood, everybody got their own space. So up here, they don't respect your space. That's what I'm talking about. That's my example. And it's not that they're disrespecting you. It's just not a norm to have space. $800,000 houses, $900 million houses with cars parked on the side of the road. <laughs> In the driveway. The driveway, they, 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 they garage is for storage, <laughs> like shoe storage and hanging out or man caves. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I mean, so it's just a different lifestyle. And who am I to say is right or wrong? It's not. It's just me to, to be enlightened from and just like a baby, grow the hell up and see that it's different and get with them and get with it. Not saying that I'm going to be like them, but you got to give the program. When you're wrong, you do what the Romans do, right? And then you figure out. But you got to still figure out what I struggle with the whole time. And, and I, I'll be honest with y'all. I struggle with being true to myself and getting with the program because I don't want to be somebody different. So being up here has definitely helped me to recognize some weak areas in me. Some definitely some points that I can fine tune, and, and the most important thing, how immature I am. You know, I'm still immature. I'm still working on it because some of the things I say is reckless with my mouth, and I need to learn how to tone it down, take it in, and um, reflect before I speak. 
Write the email, delete it. Write the letter, tear it up, rip it up. Abraham Lincoln was one of those people that used to write a lot of letters and rip it up. Right? He was one of those guys that used to pound, 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 beat him up, beat him up, talk about him, dog him, beat him up, beat him up, talk about him, dog him, then rip it up. He got his thoughts out. And then that God helped me out a lot of times. I mean, typing up that email, then it deletes. I ain't do that. <laughs> I had some more things to say. Right? And then I deleted that time. But the first time some accident happened, it deletes. Thank God for that. You know? So um those are some things that um coming forward. So June 18th, June 25th, I wanna say. Um Definitely those two days, I'm looking at doing something. Um, I'm working on my funnel system, working on my lead generation system, working on all that stuff to get y'all to be able to get the link. Um, just work with me because I'm doing it all by myself. I have no help. I did try and get help, but um, every time I try to get help, it seemed like that help, you know, kind of do me a different way. I feel like they they only help me when they're happy or whatever. I don't know, but it's fine. You know, I don't whine and cry with spilled milk. All I do is just make a way and keep moving forward so um it's a struggle but it's worth it it's not easy but it's worth it and i'd rather die trying to do what god told me to do than to live content doing what i want to do i'd rather die trying doing what god told me to do than to live content doing what i want to do right I don't feel like this vision I have is mine. I feel like it's a vision that, that has been bestowed upon me. And um, I need to take it seriously. I need to get more professional with a lot of things and get out there and get it and help as many people as possible. So thank you all for your time. Sorry it took a little longer for me to rant about life and what life has for you. And I hope that you found something that I said tonight to pull your thought pattern together to start lining up the plans to start taking action. You don't have to do it tomorrow or tonight. You just got to do pieces over time to make it happen. And once it's time, you'll know it's time. God going to be like, go ahead, do it. Don't worry, do it. Birds fly from here to there. They don't worry about where they're laying at. It's in the Bible. Animals running around. Don't worry about where they're going to lay their head at. They're going to figure it out. But people, we make our own problems, make everything hard, make everything difficult. We find a way to make things complicated. And then we find a way to blame others for it. <laughs> it's never our fault. It's always what they should have done and what they could have done and what they should have did and what they would have done. And what I would have done, and what I would should have done, and what I could have done. Guys, woulda, shoulda, coulda, but you didn't. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, but you didn't. That's the worst thing you can tell anybody what you should have done. Let's do it, and let's talk about better ways of doing it next time. Let's observe what happened, acknowledge what happened, and move forward. You get a lot more out of people if you do that. But if you go to people talking about you should have did this and you should have did that and you would have did this and if you would have done this and if you could have done this, and all that person hears resentment, 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 rejection, 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 and self-esteem going down. So, maxing you people out there that are working with people, be mindful of that tongue. 
because it's a sword, just as the Bible says. It's a sword. And it can hurt worse than these. This right here is painful. This right here is internal painful. And eternally, what's on the inside going to soon come outside. What do Wayne Dyer say? Wayne Dreyer? Uh, if you squeeze an orange, orange juice come out. When a person squeezed you, what come out? <laughs> all right, that's that's all I got. Like um, I met my max time, so on my on my audio uh, podcast. So we working on some things. So take care, be safe. I hope all is well. Thank y'all for joining tonight. I hope I bless you with something. Feel free to um, hit me up if you want the link to the June 18th. I'm working on an outline and everything. Take care, be safe, and stay blessed. Be the difference.